I don't want to set the world on fire. I just want to stop a flame in your heart. In my heart, I have a Welcome, everyone, to Greetings from Beyond Radio. This is Season 1, Episode 23, and tonight we are going to be welcoming, in the second hour, Deb Paramama Lance. Um, And for those of you that don't know her, uh, you're going to get a chance to finally get to know this wonderful woman. I've known her for way too many years, and I don't know why she's put up with me. I don't want to hear Vicky. So, anyways, um, yeah, I know you're tempted. Uh, temptation's bad. Um, I so, what the temptation is. Yeah, right. <laughs> but since you're not feeling 100%, I will be nice. Yes, thank you. I will um, be gentle and nice tonight. Okay, thank you. So, uh, as usual, um, you can listen to us and hear us on these podcast platforms spotify you can hear us and facebook and youtube you can hear and see us so subscribe yourselves to youtube if you have not yet go do that now that way you get your notifications vicky you got your notifications let me check oh for the first time i have to say no i did not oh wow I hope YouTube's well, it looks like YouTube's working on my end. So literally the first time I have not received my notification. All right. So we're well, going to... it just goes to show what kind of afternoon I've had. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's been everybody. I'm I'm here not feeling so good, but I'm gonna be a trooper and get through this. You can also hear us on iHeartRadio, the Paralanks, you can see us and and hear us. Amazon Music Podcast Index, Samsung Podcast. Listen notes, Apple Podcasts, wherever there's Apple devices available, and Pandora as well. So um, that being said, by all means, you really want to get the best of everyone here uh, and what we have to say and what our guest will have to say later on in the second hour. YouTube, definitely. You know, if you haven't yet, go do it now because that's for sure the best way to get this hello to jenny uh hello jennifer and uh ginger of course you know i'm sure i hope this time you didn't rush into the house and almost fall just to watch our show it's not worth a fall um you know but uh 
thank you all for joining us so early on. I think we should do, um, hi, Courtney, how are you? Hello, Paul. Um, I think what we should do this time around is a POD, uh, points of discussion about last week's show. Uh, there's been um, a lot of individuals that have been talking about what we were talking about symbols i've gotten a few emails i don't know about you vicky but you know uh very good talking points and i think it's it it kind of hit a nerve with a lot of people in a good way instead of a negative way uh because we were there to dispel a lot of myths and rumors that have been floating around for uh, pick how many years, you know, hundreds, if anything, because these symbols have changed over the years. Um, and I think it'd be prudent for us to talk a little bit about last week's show, you know, symbols and their meanings. What did you come away with talking about this last week? Well, I did get um, a little bit of flack, I think, for my statement. Um, I don't like when groups are umbrellaed under one name, but there's so many facets to it. So I did get a little bit of pushback from one of our regular people. Mm -hmm. And um, he pointed out, he says, I totally disagree about what you said about Satanists. And I said, and I gave my same analogy. You have different kinds of Christians, but they're still under the umbrella of Christianity. Even, you know, you're talking about people who are Jewish. You have your Orthodox, your Reformed. You have different groups within a big umbrella. And that's right. what I explained. I said, I just, I went there in person and read the literature and all that. So that's the biggest thing that I got. Um from last week's was him reaching out and, and, um, but he's a demonologist himself. And he, um, is to my understanding, he is allowed to do exorcisms at least. Um, that's what he says. And I, there's no reason for him to lie to me. Um, and so obviously somebody coming from a little more hardcore religious standpoint, is going to have probably a different view than I do. I just have a problem in life when it comes to making sentences that are absolutes. There are very few things in life that you can say every, all, everything. There's always, for the most part, exceptions to every single statement that people make as absolutes. And, um, so we're going to have difference, you know, and he and I, we went back and forth probably like, and he's watching. I know he's going to watch. If he's not watching now, he's going to watch later. Um, he and I went back and forth, back and forth for a little while. And, but here's the best part. We can disagree and still be friends. It's called agree to disagree. Yeah. Um, and it's, it is called being a grown up and realizing that everybody has different experiences and everybody has different perspectives on things. And, you know, as human beings, it's kind of hard for us to step out of our own perspectives. In fact, I did some things in regards to perspective this week as I answered a question online about it. 
it's kind of hard to remove yourself from your personal experiences, um, from your, even your education, your, even where you're standing. I could be standing on one side of the road, Rich, and you're on the other side of the road and there's an accident and we're going to each have a different perspective of what happened for that accident because yeah. we're standing on two different sides of the street. And so that's what I, one of the things I hope people take from our show in general and specifically last week's show, be educated. Well, I, 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 I research I, and don't, don't, be, don't prejudge. You know, uh, and, and, and Ms. Courtney Peterson is, is, is here and she can actually testify to this, uh, actually had no idea about the upside down cross. Uh, she always thought that the upside down cross was evil. Well, if there was a show that also depicted an upside down cross this past week, and so what is that flying across your screen? Do you have a cigarette going? No, I do not. I, I have this. It's okay. a diffuser. Okay. I apologize. Uh, but, you know, the smell of jasmine really helps when I'm not feeling okay. so good. So I, yeah, I'm not smoking. Okay. Because I was going to yell at you for that. My so. computer's not on fire. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not burning sage presently. There's no negative energies in in my, you know, in your space, sanctum, uh, in my bat cave. So, uh, yeah, you know, uh, yeah, it, Courtney Peterson, um, love her to death. Great peeps, and one has be, quickly become one of our biggest supporters. Thank you so much, Courtney, for always supporting us and promoting us and and sharing our show it's much appreciated um and, and this i'm not putting this in a ne negative light uh and i know what you're referring to you're referring to the episode bishop long was in uh where i what, what was that game called jenga i think it's yeah. called yeah and, and she she hit the table and then all of a sudden down came all of those whatever they're called uh the pieces pieces and there was a, a upside down cross formed and i saw that but mind you you know bishop long had nothing to do with this and i um, think that's important i really want you to get that across to the audience yes that you guys had nothing to do with the hollywood side of the reenactments in fact we we didn't even see the finished product until the first episode aired and i can honestly say um we don't know what to expect until they lead those teasers out there that we can see for ourselves and we don't know what creative licenses they've taken but and when i say that i say the production company when it comes to depicting the storyline um of, of their experience I, I can't speak for Bishop because, to be honest with you, that was never mentioned in the story. There's also a good 40 minutes left out. You know, you, we get to we get to see 20 minutes of these stories, and a lot of that is mixed with the roundtable discussion and recreation. So if you really trim it down, there's like 11 minutes where we are actually talking, and there's like 40 minutes that's, that's been left out of the actual story whatever the producers feel 
that they need to be creative with and seem make it seem ominous you know is is really out of our control we really have no control over it and there, there's been a lot of uh backlash but there's also been a lot of good um we're only in control of what we say and i think there's been a lot of good things uh, yeah you know yeah Jen, i watched i saw that right away and i'm yeah, like yeah yeah we had eric roberts actually assisting the other actor that was recreating bishop james long in there and that was freaking cool i love that um i just saw a tv movie with him just a few days before oh, that yeah, older yeah. tv movie and i was like I, I recognize him more quickly because I just <laughs> <laughs> he was in Batman. He was in in the one with the Joker uh, with Christian Bale. Um, he was one of the kingpins of the city of Gotham. But uh, uh, again, I digress. Yes, when she moved the table and then the Jangas fell and there was an upside down cross. Yeah, no, uh, this is Hollywood. Uh, a lot of this is Hollywood. Hollywood has depicted this over many, many decades as being something evil. But as we touched upon last week, St. Peter, who was captured and told, we're going to crucify you. He's like, you're going to crucify me, but you ain't going to crucify me the same way that you crucified my Lord and Savior, my Messiah. Make sure you do it upside down. And that, in fact, also, and I don't know if Jen has that available, but that also happens to be a, there's a statue in a cathedral okay a statue in a cathedral with saint peter holding the cross upside down so what is that cathedral satanic are they you know warlocks and witches now no that's the truth behind the upside down cross it is what it is so take it for what it's worth do your research fact check and make sure that you know you're not jumping to conclusions and to uh your friend um i i'm i'm sorry that it came down to a little back and forth you know but that's um, what we do all the time though we have these sparring yeah. sessions and i love it because it makes me think and it yeah. makes me have to dig into my own belief system in order to be able to respond to him. Poor guy, by the way, everybody send out a little extra prayers. He um, is in Oklahoma and he was hit by those storms. And as of today, he still was without electricity. Oh, so. I'm sorry to hear that. Well, as long as he's safe. Yeah, it's in uh, the 90s though. So. Uh, yeah, it's time to buy an ice block. Oh, look at that picture. I love our producer. Thank you, Jen. You are the awesomest. That is St. Peter, everyone, in a cathedral holding an upside-down cross. Is he evil? Is he evil? No, he's not. Um, this is a true depiction of what happened when St. Peter was captured. He opted not to be crucified the same way Jesus was. He said, if you're going to crucify me, then do it upside down in honor and respect to Jesus Christ. And it is what it is. And to everyone else that's coming in, Bob Burnell, thank you so much, my friend, for showing up. Olga, hey, sis, how you doing? Um, and, you know, this is what this show is all about. I loved last week's show. I'm encouraging those that have yet to see it to go to our YouTube account, uh, subscribe and watch it because it was very, very, I loved it. 
I, I, I know for fact, and look, look, look at what happened between you and your friend. It, it, it started a, 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 you know, sparring match between the two of you of, I disagree with, with what you said about the Satanist church and this, and then, and then you came back with, you know, well, you know, you, you can kiss my ass or kiss my grits or whatever. I, it, it doesn't matter what I happens. came back with a much more intelligent comeback than that. Uh, okay. I'm sure I saved that for you. Oh, kiss my grits. Okay. Well, that I say for you. Flo may have a problem with that because you're, you're stealing her line to mm -hmm. saying. So either way, you look at it, twist it around in, you know, upside down, sideways, inside out. We learned. We all learned. And the pentacle is not an evil thing. Sorry to burst everyone's bubbles. Um, I, I know many individuals that in fact I, i've studied it i've had to study the history of the pentacle pentagram yeah i'm not too keen on the pentagram because it's inverted and it's used for other reasons i've studied that as well the pentacle is actually to ward off evil not too many people know that but pagans use it to ward off evil and um it's also on churches the lds still yes. has it on many of their buildings yes uh the the latter-day saints still use it and uh in fact the star of david we showed how similar the star of david and the pentacle happened to be you know it is what it is but people will always take their own opinion uh courtney it was great and informative and, and that's what we try to do not all uh, inverted things are bad. Exactly. Unless I'm inverted and I feel like throwing up. That's bad. I yeah, I know. You don't yeah. like. Yeah. I don't even want you to talk about it. You know how I feel about See? vomit. Yeah, I know. You don't even vomit. I, I, I think you can't even remember the last time you vomited. I was seven. You were seven. You do remember. So it was a very, very you know, yes. traumatic experience. And right. I made it a point to never do it again. And I was seven years old <laughs> and it was hot dogs. And I never, I did not eat hot dogs probably till I was in my thirties. I still don't understand how you don't like pizza. I'm still, that is paranormal. That I like is, frozen. I like cheap frozen pizza. I, you know what? Elio's. How about that one? I like the little cheap Tortino's. Tortinos are good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The little yeah. rectangle ones. That's yeah. really the only pizza that I eat. Or every once in a while, one of those Stouffer's French bread pizzas. Try try Elio's. They've been around forever. I mean, since when I was a kid. And I just popped that into the, the little toasters back in the day, you know. And I'd cook that. Oh, that was awesome. But anyways, that's... Oh, yeah. Speaking you know, of food, I'm supposed to announce to everybody who might be interested... My daughter made her very first banana bread and she put chocolate chips in it too. So it's her very first from scratch banana bread. I'm supposed to, by law, announce how awesome she is that she made this picture perfect banana bread. As far as I'm concerned, she ruined it with the chocolate chips because I don't like chocolate chips. What? I like chocolate chip cookies without the chocolate chips. There, we can go on for days on all the wait, wait, no, that made no sense. You like the chocolate chip cookies with no chocolate chips? Yes. Yes. When I make chocolate chip cookies, I always reserve a little bit of the dough that either has zero chocolate chips in it or just one or two. 
In other words, they're brown sugar cookies is what they end up being without the chocolate chips. But I don't like food in my food. And by the way, I think we've traumatized Bob. He says, my Lord, go to the North End in Boston for best pizza in the world. Uh, I'm sorry, Bob. But, you know, I, I, I know a few good therapists that you could talk to. I'm sorry. I, I had to go to a therapist when I first found out, found this out about Vicky. I was like, you don't like it. You don't like what? Say what? Excuse me. Yeah. Are you ready? Are you ready for the next one? I also don't like pasta. Ah! What yeah, the heck? No. That's, and I don't no. like rice unless it's Chinese fried rice. Yeah. Oh, I'm a Cuban here, man. Rice is part of our mainstay diet. How can you not like rice? Seriously, have you ever had the 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 Spanish chicken yes. and rice, yes. the yellow rice? Yes. And, but you haven't had it done by me, so it's you know what? It's just not my thing. It's it's just not my thing. Don't waste your time. Don't put your little apron on and start cooking it. Okay, no, because it's just going to be. I know that you want to convert me, but it's not going to happen. So just put your little apron away and just 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 settle for the fact, Hey, my daughter cannot figure out how come I don't like pasta. So yeah, no pasta, no rice, no pizza, no ramen noodles. No, no. Soup. Oh. oh, MG. Okay. Well, anyways, moving on. Uh, <laughs> uh, God. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you have issues, Vicky. Yes, she no. does. You have no idea, Bob. We know, uh, Bob. Go ahead. You can message me on Facebook and we can talk about it. <laughs> oh, Lord. Yeah, no. I mean, I've never, I think the only thing you've ever had that I made, no, I don't even think I made that for you. I think it was made, that was for my 50th birthday. And that was pork that was purchased already cooked, but you've never had my Pork. Yes, you did. You brought it to my house one time. And, yes, and, and, and? I, the pork was, I have nothing against the pork. No, I'm asking, did you like it or not? Yes, I, th that was meat. Did, did you like kiss it and say, mm, I love this pork? No. You should have. No, no, it we was good. A, many it was not. We need an episode on food. <laughs> Honey, I agree 100%. You know what? Para food. <laughs> let's let's do it. Para food. We already did para popcorn, but that didn't really go anywhere and didn't catch on, unfortunately. Let's go para food, you know? I'll put on an apron, make sure that my nipples are not showing, okay? And and, and I'll be like, all right, so now we, you know, we Ugh. cook and we put the spices in. Okay, see, I could do that. See that? Now, you know, one thing I know for fact, and I still to this day have not tried them, and shame on you, is Vicky makes some, from what I've heard, fire biscuits, like real good. She's she's spot on <laughs> southern biscuits. I'm still perfecting my biscuit. I, I'm not completely satisfied with it yet. Okay. Okay. But what Vicky does do really well, which you couldn't appreciate because of you can't have the sugar, I make in a phenomenal homemade carrot cake all the way down to the frosting. I make really good monkey bread. <laughs> um, I make homemade brownies from scratch. I just 
unfortunately handed over my recipe for banana bread to my daughter. So now she's going to claim that. Jennifer Bailey saying, I'm starving. <laughs> and I make really good homemade stuffed baked potatoes. Twice baked potatoes. Twice baked potatoes. Actually, you know, I never tried that until Jen made it one Thanksgiving. And I was like, damn, this is pretty good. I mean, it, 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 to me, it was like uh, loaded potatoes or the the, the uh, potato skins, you right. know. Only but with stuff actually in it. With the actual stuffing in it. And it's yeah. it's pretty much the same thing. It's got sour cream, cheese, cheese and, butter. and bacon and yeah. butter. But, uh, and it's a great thing if you're having company because you can do those ahead, pop them in your refrigerator. And when it's time to serve it, you just, we should have, this is like cooking show tonight. I know. You, you do I them know. way ahead. So it's not something you're worried about and you pop them in the oven and they're nice and hot for your guests. You know, if, if Jennifer Bailey disappears, we know she's digging through her fridge and cupboards and making something. something. And now we're all we're making we're making poor Jenny hungry. I'm sorry, hun. Uh, let's change the subject. Uh <laughs> oh, but go, going back to para food, uh, anybody who's ever been on a team, most teams would always have their standard snacks that yeah. they would yeah. bring on investigation. Well, one of my founding team members, she always had uh, peanut M Ms. I. And I always brought Cuban sandwiches that I made to have a whole meal. You get the whole bread, which is this big. You lay it out. You lay it out with all the ingredients, you know, pork, ham, Swiss cheese, pickles, uh, mustard and mayonnaise. And then you just cut down the line and I'd make like two loaves of that so that everyone had enough food. Okay. <laughs> Let's change subject. Tommy is growling. Okay. All right. <laughs> Sorry, Jenny. Um, and beef jerky was always big with a lot of people to bring on. Uh, enough, enough with the food. You know, I, I, I personally, I love beef jerky, but it's high in sodium. It's very high. And, and Jen's like, no mustard. Okay. She hates mustard. Honest to God, this woman <laughs> hates mustard. And I, I have actually chased her around the house, you know, just going like that. And she's like, Ugh. Let's All right, let's keep this G-rated, okay? All right. All right. <laughs> yeah, I know. Jenny's going to talk to me tonight, and it's going to have to be while I'm going on my walk because I'm trying to kick this. Uh, keep me all in your prayers, please. Uh, pancreatitis trying to make a comeback, and I ain't going to have it. That's why I'm doing the show tonight. And um, I didn't want to let Deb Paramama Lance down. Love that woman to death. One of the best psychic mediums out there. I said, one of the best. I'm not trying to steal your thunder here, Vicky, because I know you're also one of the best. Um, she is, she's been doing this for years. And her her son, Nick Lance, um, great young man, I have to say now. I met him when he was a kid. Great young man, just got married recently and he's living the life he's very happy congratulations nick uh but uh she's gonna have a few stories to tell oh yes she will is the smoke bothering everyone here this is not even smoke this is like you know you do what you need to to not run off um, and go puke so you just suck um, that right up it just goes with your whole wizard goatee thing we're fine <laughs> 
I'm Gandolfing it. Okay. So, um, also, a lot of people were surprised, and I actually did get an email. I should have shared it, though, uh, where they were like, I had no idea about the swastika. I was like, well, welcome to reality. And I didn't say that, of course, but I was like, welcome to the real world. The swastika has been used in so many cultures, and it was wrongfully hijacked by the Nazis and used for something evil. And it was also inverted and used wrong. It's actually, once again, I find it fascinating. The pentacle, ward off evil. The swastika in other cultures, ward off evil. The Nazis, let's kill people. Uh, I'm like, what the hell? Let's just invert it so we can make it our own. And then we don't have copyright infringement things going on. It's like, and, and ironically, yes, Adolf Hitler, because I did my research, did. He insisted on the swastika being inverted and used to identify with the Aryan nation. This, this, is, this is truth. All you have to do is just check it out. It's part of history. But even that's being removed from us nowadays. So, yes, uh, for those of you that did not know, the swastika at one time was never used for evil. It, it was unfortunately hijacked by the Nazis. Your, your, your feelings on that? It's basically well, the same, I would imagine, with everything else that we've had to, you know, correct. Yeah. And also, I mean, I, I joked last week that, gosh, that's lazy. They just took something and flipped it around. But actually, it's quite clever that you would take something and give it a completely opposite meaning. And all you've done is flip it because mm. people have a sense of familiarity with it. And there were people who probably unknowingly and unwittingly use some of these inverted symbols back in the day thinking that they they didn't notice that they had been inverted and um so it, it's actually a little more clever than i gave it credit for last week for sure oh yeah there, there was a lot of things and in fact jennifer bailey just said i was really surprised about the evil lie um as well as the swastika um Yes, uh, Bob, I agree. I always looked at it at uh, like tainting it. Um, the evil eye was to ward off any any ill intent towards you. And that's what it was predominantly and still is to this day predominantly used for. There's nothing wrong with it. Um, so let me like, ask you, let me stop you right there and ask yeah. you a question. Do you think something like that, a symbol that is used, let's say, to ward off evil, do you think that it has an actual physical effect on someone or more of a mental effect on them? I think it's a little bit of, of I, I would say it's the intent. For example, do I believe, and I, I got to take all this off here now, but all right. Do I believe this has power? Yes, because A, it's been blessed by Bishop Long. B, um, I believe in the sacrifice that was made on this cross, which, by the way, as we touched upon last week, the cross was used for many, 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 many years in many different cultures to torture and kill criminals. Okay? This cross only became a symbol after Jesus sacrificed himself on it. 
up until that point, it didn't matter. They did this every week and twice on Sunday. But it took a whole new meaning when he was sacrificed on that cross. All it was is two planks. It's like one long plank and one going across in a T form. And it became a symbol of salvation. But before Jesus went ahead and sacrificed himself on it, it was just a cross. Go figure. Um, I personally think that if people put their energy, their intent into it, be it the evil eye, be it the cross, swastika, uh, the, the pentacle, even the pentagram, be it good, be it evil, that is what you're going to get back. Okay? And energy is energy. There's no way to really control energy unless you yourself are bringing it into yourself. Whatever you put out is what you want to put out. If people are receptive to it, good. If it's good energy, if it's bad, we got problems. And that's when the evil eye, a cross, or, or, or a pentacle come in handy because you are putting energy into this having power and that in itself is what makes it work the symbol itself it depends on the person and their perception of what that symbol means so do i think this has power if i were to buy this in the store right now and put it on or hang it up it has no power it has none now if i take it to a priest and have it blessed it then has power because why would i go through the trouble of taking it to a priest to have it blessed if I didn't believe that what the priest is doing to that one particular symbol isn't working. I have faith that it is. So if that answers your question, Vicki, I don't know, maybe. And that's kind of the opposite. When I first started, in, excuse me, investigating one of my team members who's Catholic, I'm not, I'm Baptist. She went and she got us all these protective medals and she had them blessed and she came back with the holy water and things like that. I wore it at first and then I stopped wearing it because it wasn't something I believed in. I believed in, I've always believed in talking to God directly and not going through a middleman or using anyone else um, for protection other than him. So I felt like I was a hypocrite by wearing those blessed medals. And again, it all has to do with what you're saying, your belief system. Correct. If you believe in something, it has power. If you don't believe in it, it doesn't have power. A cross that you don't believe in what's behind the cross, what the cross symbolizes, it's just another piece of decoration in your home. Uh, Jen, uh, I want you to highlight Jennifer Bailey for a second, and then I'm going to go to Ginger Marie. Uh, but Jennifer Bailey has a great question here if someone doesn't believe in a spirit board will it still work if they use it i want to i want to clarify from another episode when it comes to my belief in the spirit board and i also can use this to talk about hauntings and you're gonna agree with me i'm sure when you see where i'm going with this rich mm -hmm. Using a spirit board one time, do I think it's necessarily dangerous? No. 
where the danger comes in is the obsession with the board yes. and the constant use of the board. If a person has something paranormal going on in their home and they choose to start to investigate their own home and they become obsessed with gathering their own EVPs and doing their own experimentation. It's the obsession that becomes the problem that leads to something darker. And there is reference in the Bible about doing things, but not doing them to excess. And that's where you come in pro into problems when you do things in excess. So if somebody doesn't believe in the board, will, you know, will it still work if they, use it well if they're using it by themselves maybe not if they're doing it with other people who might believe yeah they might get it to move but the real danger comes in with obsession and i just wanted to clarify that because i know there's there's a lot of a lot of people send me things in regards to um the spirit board and I just wanted to clarify, although I'm, to me, it's like better safe than sorry. Just don't bother. Don't touch it. Don't take a chance that you're going to get. It's kind of like smoking. Don't ever pick up the first cigarette. And then there's no way you're going to get addicted to smoking. So it's, it's, you know, just don't, just don't bother. Just in case it becomes obsessive. That's where most things in life paranormal normal natural supernatural everyday life it's the obsession that is the problem okay so the other question which was i found fascinating um belief system and how they affect uh other people belief system is interesting correct um uh let's put ginger up and what she had to say about the upside down cross okay so People who wear a cross is basing on their faith and intent for wearing it. But if people wore upside down and wore it with uh, wore it, the intent and the faith could be darker. Um, I could wear, and, and and this is where I'll come in. And I don't know if our producer can get to uh, one of the pictures of crosses that they do sell, uh, and it actually has Saint Peter upside down on the cross. Um, I disagree. Uh, I could take this cross right here, which is not inverted. It's not upside down or anything like that. And the intent I put, the faith I put into this could be something evil if I was an evil individual, if I had malintent. Uh, it doesn't matter. It, it, it could be anything. I could take this ring right here, okay, and make it ooga da evil and if I point it at someone, that person's going to grow a third nipple. It is what it is, but it's not going to, it's not, I, I don't think this has any bearing whatsoever. Uh, it's all in the intent. When I see a cross naturally, um, I'm see, what I'm seeing is what my Lord and Savior did for me. Okay. That's fact. But... But if I also see an upside down cross and, you know, immediately the first thing to my, that comes to mind is Hollywood and how they've made the upside down cross so evil. 
I have to be mindful because if it does have St. Peter on it, then this individual believes in the sacrifice that St. Peter made. They believe in, in this one particular saint and, and his work. And I have to be mindful that they are possibly more than likely a member of a church that honors St. Peter and his writings and his, his work. So, um, I, I can't necessarily say that every time I've seen an upside down cross, I'm immediately thinking, Oh, evil. No, I, I have to be mindful of the fact that where's this coming from? Is this person really, you know, all about it? Uh, you know, there you go. Uh, and if you have word. the opportunity, ask the person. Yeah, exactly. Um, this is how we learn. Uh, here we have St. Peter upside down on the cross. And this, for your information, are individuals that are, are part of St. Peter's um, belief system and, and part of his his uh, synagogue. And, and this, or not synagogue, I'm sorry, his church. And, and they believe this. So we need to be mindful of that at all times. Ask questions. And that's how we learn from each other. Um, so let's see. Spirit boxes, it's all in the same thing. It's all telephone to the dead. Who answers? is the question uh yeah i guess you could say that but you know what it, you you can pretty much control you see the issue i have with the spirit box or actually i should say the spirit board is there's one in particular spirit that comes through every time sooner or later mr z is going to come through and i ain't talking about john zaffis Mr. Z, because I'm not going to give it any power, tends to come through. And this is, in my opinion, demonic in nature. Um, I think if you play enough with fire, eventually you're going to get burned. And this spirit board is a gateway. And it's unfortunately promoted as a toy. A toy. I remember when Lionel Playworld was around. I remember when Toys R Us was around. You could find the Ouija, sorry, spirit board for sale in a toy store. And I found that to be not right. I think if anything, they should should have been up for sale and maybe, you know, uh, a paraphernalia type store. I don't know. Or uh, a spiritualist. Or a spiritualist type, you know, which are open to that and have no issues with that. I love. I actually frequent from time to time uh, shops that that sell crystals and sell herbs and and I, I love it. I love the energy that's there, personally speaking, um, and I see nothing bad about that. But again, we have to be mindful of. Also, whenever you go into any shop, I don't care if it's, you know, crystal type shop, new AG, or if it's even a Christian one, the energy and vibe you feel. I mean, I'm sure, Vicky, you've walked into a store where you're like, ooh, mm -hmm. man, I ain't digging this. There's right? one particular uh, new age store that I, I walked in and literally turned on my heels and walked back out. And that had to do with the people that were running it and, mm -hmm. you know. That that wasn't actually that's happened to me twice, um, so I I am very sensitive to energy and things like that. So I've walked in and walked right back out because I just don't want to mess with it. 
But yeah, it all depends on the energy that's being put out. We have to be mindful of that. We can't be, you know, so ignorant to what is, you know, being being shared in in that store. So yeah, it's it's led us down a, a huge rabbit hole. We've gone from symbols to food to uh um i'm sorry we were talking about obsession too and i think we need to go back and see how many times you mentioned the word nipple tonight it's been multiple times i'm just saying rich i think it's to the point of being obsession we're we're gonna have to take care of this no 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 no. Let, let me tell you something anyone that really knows me knows i don't care about what's up here i care more about what's up here and if you want to talk physically I, I'm I'm more of a leg man, so you know. Sorry, and last but time I checked, nipples. Because it's in jest. Calm down. I think we're going towards a settle down, <laughs> settle down, Vicky. All right. I wonder now, how we exercise that demon out of you. Oh my! What would God. we do? Really. Really? Anybody in the chat? What would we do to get rid of his obsession? Why do male dogs have six nipples? I've always wondered. Inquiring minds want to know why are they? Why do they got six nipples? What are they going to use it for? Ever? <laughs> There's nothing wrong with nipples. Olga says, "I look. I ain't got nothing against nipples. Look, if, if one of my nipples were to fall off one day, I'd have an issue." I would have to actually get plastic surgery to have a fake nipple put on there. Okay, it, it is what it is. It'd possibly be weird looking and kind of like aiming this way or that way, but I don't care. Um, Anybody who knows a good therapist, go ahead and send me an email at nancy 38 aol.com and we will get Rich all the help he needs for his nipple obsession. Thank so you. So the word of the day is nipple. All right, get over it. <laughs> good Lord. Um, although I, I okay, any, anyways, <laughs> getting off the subject matter of nipples, um, uh, and, and let's get back on to food. <laughs> Food on nipples? No, don't buy me a nipple mug, Olga, please. No. Jen, shush. Jen, Jennifer, stop laughing. Stop it. Go mow your lawn, Jennifer. Okay. Yeah, um, I saw that thing about her her yard. It makes me want to go wherever she is and help her mow. It's not that hard. Get a pair of scissors. Yes, I know you will, Olga. I'm, I am I know you too well, unfortunately. And I know that once I go visit you, you're going to have a freaking nipple mug waiting for me and say, want a drink? I'll be like, I do. I'm good. I'll pass. Thank you very much. So, yeah. Um, that's actually a neat idea. You could make, instead of a built-in straw, it would be the nipple on the side, and that's what you have to use to drink out of. Just saying, anybody out there that's crafty, you might want to go ahead and get this made. If I end up with 12 <laughs> males, like like literally deliveries of my house of breast and nipples, I'm going to your house <laughs> and I'm leaving them there and I'm going to say, deal. Oh, you, you know that I, you know I will sit on my front porch sucking out of those things. Oh, you God. know I will. Oh, Lord have mercy. <laughs> How, you see, you see how this this just poof, it just took See, off. This is why we need structure 
we can't play unless we have structure because we just go all over the place. Well, no, I mean, I don't mind going all over the place, but here we are on nipples. And I'm like, how the hell do we, because you brought it up. Because you've been saying it. I haven't been, I've said it maybe twice. Big deal. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Oh, really? You've actually sat there going three. Mm-hmm. It was like nipple, nipple. Four. Mm-hmm. Oh, five nipples. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. So I threw in there, why do male dogs have six nipples? I don't know. I, I have no idea. I'll be setting up a P.O. box soon for Rich. Soon <laughs> I'll post it on his fan page. Laughing my Okay, you know what? No. Make sure it's big enough for all those nipple mugs, Jen. It's got to be big enough. Don't get the small box. O-M-G. <laughs> Pasties. Thanks a lot, Jennifer. Pasties. All righty. You know, um, yeah, this, this has just gone south real fast. And I already live in the south. I, You know, Courtney, I lost the show. Did you see what my thoughts on Ouija boards are? Uh, no, but if Jen were to look it up, I'm, I'm sure we'll find it instead of talking about appendages, um, that really, you know, wow, this, this went south real fast. Oh boy. So anyways, how much longer before we have to go to break so that we can welcome our guests? And stop talking about that appendage. Um, Five or six minutes we have to kill. Why don't we talk about coming up some of the things? No, some of the things we can talk about with our guests coming up. We can segue into our guest. I don't want to segue into that appendage with our guest. So no, I didn't say I didn't say anything. See, you're you have nipple on the brain now. You can't. Thanks to you and everybody in the chat room talking about. You said it. I didn't say it. You I, drew first nipple. Oh my you god. It's okay. Oh my god. Nobody said nipple except for you first. And then it kept going on. It was about you and you then the apron and the nipples and on your brain and you you keep bringing it up. You put it there. Hello Lizzie, thank you uh for being on the show. Yes, Courtney, we're being children right now. And you know what we're allowed to. It's it's POD points of discussion we're allowed to discuss anything and everything we want to that's why there's a disclaimer at the beginning of the show uh oh my word what's happening <laughs> ginger <laughs> honey i don't know um all i know is that we need to jump off of that that subject matter like yesterday and move on um also uh just so everyone's aware and um I, I, I'm hoping uh, after Deb, uh, the week after that, we're going to just have another open discussion on on whatever, you know, floats our boat and hopefully you guys can join us. And then the week after that, we are going to have Miss Shanna Wankel. She is an actual real life witch. Um, as far as I'm concerned, I have a great deal of respect for her and her faith, and I want her to dispel a lot of myths that are out there when it comes to witchcraft. I'm sick and tired of witches being bashed on. Um, and, uh, unfortunately there's a huge misunderstanding as to them being in league with 
you know, the devil. I'm sorry. They're they're not real witches actually worship Mother Earth. They worship nature. They are, I believe, I would compare them to, you know, Native American shamans when it comes to their faith and how close they are to the earth, how sensitive they are. Wouldn't you agree with that? Old fashioned apothecaries as well. Yes. Because everything they do, mo most of them, things come from nature and they're using nature. Um, remember, we didn't have, back in the day, there wasn't a pharmacy. And people learn how to use the earth to help heal themselves. Obviously, that didn't work out for every single ailment that, you know, struck people. But for the most part, you can find some kind of natural cure for whatever ails you. And that's what people who practice, um, as you want to say, the good witches. Because there are, you want to say, you know, witches, they get a bad rap. There are ones that do dabble in the darker side. But the majority of the ones that I have met my entire life are all on the good side. They're I all agree. working with just nature and positivity and all of those things. I, I dare I say, even the Christians have the dual side of you know the, the the yin and the yang. You have Christians that love and are accepting and inclusive, not exclusive. Mm -hmm. But the, that yang part falls onto the um, oh, the word escaped me. Uh, the evangelicals. The evangelicals are the ones that are giving the Christian faith a bad name. Those are the hellfire brimstone. You're going to hell because you just had an evil thought. You know, well, guess what? If I'm going to hell, I'll see you there too. That's my thought. That's my feeling. Because if they have the nerve to actually tell me I'm going to hell because my beard's too long, I wear rings, and I am gothy, gothy here and there, and I have respect for wiccans and and uh witchcraft i have respect for any any and all faith you know what we live in the united states last time i checked there's separation of church and state so that means that politics should never get involved with your faith practice it as long as you hurt no one we're good we're good you want to worship rocks have at you want to worship herbs you know what? If it wasn't for witches, ironically, you are correct. Pharmaceuticals would not be making billions of dollars as they are today. Because some witch off in the forest in her little hut was creating something that was going to help someone that's, that was sick. And because of them, they survived. So you're welcome, by the way, for all of you individuals that are very narrow-minded i unfortunately have to say that uh didn't catholicism borrow from a lot of pagan cultures yes they did uh it started with constantine not the you know uh uh the movie constantine but the um actual emperor constantine he actually had um in rome they had many pagan faiths, many, many pagan beliefs and pagan gods. And he had all of a sudden become a uh, born again Christian. Well, guess what? 
it just so happens that that um, clashed with with the faith of the Romans, and he had to find a way to mix the two. So he did, and that's how Catholicism was born, where he mixed Christian faith along with paganism, fused them together. So yes, that is correct. Uh, just FYI. So um, what we're going to do, because I know we have a lot of commercials. I hope that answered your question, Jennifer. Um, and that's a subject matter that we could go into forever and a day. Um, and there's there's nothing wrong with it, to be honest with you. Hey, to each their own. God bless. You do your thing. Let's learn to live with each other. You know, live and let live, as the old saying goes. But uh, I'm going to go ahead um, and go to a break early because I just noticed that our special guest just popped on. Oh, my God. It's Mama. And she's waiting to come on. And we have a lot of commercials. So I'm going to go ahead and encourage our producer, our lovely producer, Jennifer, to go ahead and go to uh, our commercial break so that we can bring her on and talk with her and give you guys a chance to get to know this incredible lovely woman that i've known for many years and her son nick as well her name you know nick's not there you know he's busy being married and happy <laughs> whatever okay <laughs> uh love him to death anyways uh but you know we're we're we'll be diving right in when it comes to deb paramama lance when we get back from our break so don't go anywhere, ladies and gentlemen. Stay there. Don't move. We'll be right back after these few short words from our sponsors.
And welcome back to Greetings from Beyond Radio, ladies and gents. And uh, we have a very, very special guest tonight, someone that I've known for many, many years and uh, have a great deal of respect for and love for, and as well as her son, uh, who's now a young man, married and happy. But um, she's been, in my opinion, one of the best psychic mediums out there. Gives incredible readings as well. And if you haven't gotten one, you should try her out. You may actually like it. I don't know if she's still in the biz, but it's been a minute. So we're, that's why we have her on the show so we can catch up. So with no further ado, let's welcome Deb Paramama Lance to the show. Thanks for having me. There she is. Hey, how's it going, Rich? <laughs> How you doing, Deb? It's been, as you said, a minute. It's been a hot minute and then some. I know, right? Uh, let me introduce you to my co-host, Vicki Burnett. Hi, Vicki. Hi, Deb. How are you? Good. How are you? Hanging in there. <laughs> <laughs> well, today's the first official day of summer, so I take that as a good, it's a good omen. Yeah. It's called air conditioning and stay indoors. Uh, <laughs> so how have you been? What's new other than your son getting married? And I'm uh, sure you're going to be expecting some grandbabies soon. Well, I don't know how soon, but yeah, that was, <laughs> that was exciting. I think they're very much in their careers right now. And, and that's fine with me. Now, Nick really enjoys what he does. He's a producer at uh, a media company here in Nashville that produces music videos and documentaries and that type of stuff. So the fact that he just used my husband as an extra on set yesterday. So it's exciting. We love it. That works. That's awesome. Yes. And what have you been up to as of late? <laughs> well, since post-COVID, um, uh -huh. I haven't done any conventions just because of the COVID situation. Right. And I'm just starting to kind of ramp back up in that arena, so to speak. But since I last saw you, which has been, what, 15 years, 10 years? No, I no, it hasn't been that long. It was Mid-South. Are you sure? Yeah, you sure? I'm pretty sure. Mid-South? 2015. Okay, okay, just making yeah. sure, making yeah. sure. Um, well, that's, that's still pretty long. It's about eight years. Yeah, give or take. Um, well, I, I, we've moved to Tennessee, obviously. Mm, yeah. Uh, I was born and raised in Ohio. I never imagined I'd ever leave, leave Ohio, but circumstances came about and we were able to pick up and, and go. And so we decided let's do it. And we moved to Nashville area. We love it. We have never been happy in our lives. Um, so we're just kind of like chilling, hitting the wineries. <laughs> <laughs> and the local distilleries a lot, you know. You mean the moonshine distilleries? Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> we are in moonshine territory, buddy. It's like moonshine everywhere. And in fact, for my husband's uh, Father's Day, guess what we got him? Moonshine. Nope. We bought him his own moonshine making kit. Are you serious? They actually <laughs> do that now? Oh my god. Oh yeah. Yes. Oh, yes. Yes. That's cool. is, it, is it going as far as do he does he have his own still now? Yes, that's we bought him. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I know a thing about that because my parents are from Kentucky and they were from a dry county. Uh, so I always heard the stories about how my uncle used to have to go up up in the holler yes. and go buy the moonshine from the guy who had the still up in the holler. So yes, oh, well, we, we he, we've been researching this, but both me and my kids, Nick and my daughter Elizabeth. 
and we came with this plan like all right i'm gonna buy him the still you guys buy him like the all the other parts you need for it like my daughter bought charcoal bits and oak bits to add to it nick bought some mixing stuff so we have it all ready to go i bought him a copper still five gallon copper still just for our own personal use obviously we're not selling it um <laughs> right <laughs> you know just for our personal use and so that was a wonderful surprise for my husband i think he was generally shocked and pleased so yeah but anyway getting back to what i've been up to regarding you know my mad skills or my spidey senses since we moved here i had a kind of a strange situation come up which as you as you know i don't believe in coincidence i believe everything happens for a reason and nick and i decided to do a ghost walk tour in the town of franklin tennessee which is very close to where we live and we're doing this ghost walk tour and we're walking around like the the guys giving us information i said that building right there has got some really bad juju in it and the guy had overheard me and she's like oh no i don't think so this is you know just a masonic hall here in town it's it's just I'm giving the history. I'm like, oh, no, no, sister. There's something wrong in there. So I didn't think anything of it. And she contacted uh, the lady who actually worked in there. And she invited me to come and investigate this building. And I walked through. I said, you know, this is here, this is here, this is here. And she goes, oh, my God. She goes, you were right on the money. She goes, you're the real deal. And so since then, uh, the the tour guide has hired me to do occasional what she calls ghost walks or psychic oh, walks cool. through through Franklin, and I do readings that gallery gallery style readings for everyone. But I also tune into the spirits who are local. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the local ghosts, or whatever. And I absolutely love it. And that's the only venue that i've been doing and i only go out like four or five times a year here locally and that's the only way i do readings is like gallery style now so um yeah it's been great i love it i i i i should say real quick before we continue uh jenny davis says um i love mama lance you look amazing <laughs> deb it's been oh. 11 years since she saw you holy cow i think the last time i saw her was um she was a kid. Yeah, she was a kid before she got married, before she had her own kid. Yeah. And I think it was up at the schoolhouse in Wisconsin. Um, Jenny can correct me if I'm wrong. I don't remember. It's all kind of a blur for me. But I think that was the last time I saw her. I'm not sure. It's been a minute since I've seen her. And yes. I, I know for a fact it, it was Mid-South. And I think it was a year before Mid-South ended up closing their doors yeah so, yeah um it's been a minute uh <laughs> but real quick you know give everyone a little background as to how you first discovered your gifts oh that's a long that's a that's a loaded question okay so let's make it <laughs> I'll, try to, I'll try to condense it okay so i've always been a weird child i've always been the odd odd man out so to speak um i always knew i was different and as a child, I always thought, you know, when I grew up in the 60s and 70s, we only had three TV channels to choose from, okay? So there was oh. no internet, no cable. <laughs> you know, this is old, old school. You remember so, that, Vicky? Yeah, I think we mentioned it last week. Yeah. <laughs> I hope there's only three channels. There's only yeah, three channels. you know, and there was no such thing as remotes. If you want to change the channel, you actually get up and change the channel. <laughs> um, 
So Saturday morning cartoons comes on as a Bugs Bunny, Looney Tunes fan. And you know, I don't remember which one it was, but there was a, a cartoon. They always take him away in a white van and the guys would have their white jackets on. They come and take, it was either Bugs Bunny or someone else. They throw him in his white van and take him to what they call Looney Bin. And, oh, my husband says Daffy Duck. So Daffy anyway, Duck. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, yeah. So um, I, as a child, I always thought someone's going to come get me someday and throw me in a white van and take me away. I mean, I really thought that because, it, you know, when you're a child in the 60s and 70s, there's not a lot out there to explain what's going on with you. Yeah. So I don't think today's generation can understand because there was no internet. You can't just look up like, Gee, I wonder, you know, what this is. Da, 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 da. You didn't have that. No, you had so, to go to a library or yes, know someone that knew something. Yes, like yeah. and that meant your mom had to take you, or your dad had to drive you, you know. So, and even then, the, there wasn't a lot of books. So I didn't come out of my what I call my psychic closet um, till like my late thirties, early forties, and I was out to lunch with a girlfriend of mine, Becky, who's still my best friend, my BFF. Um, her mother, unfortunately, has been diagnosed with lung cancer mm-hmm. and was on the last stages um, of her treatment. And we're out to lunch at BW3s, okay? And a man in spirit jumped up on our table. And I was like, oh, crap, here we go. And uh, I, and the man was, you know, telling me all this stuff. And I said, Becky, I said, I don't want to ruin your our lunch, but I have to confess something to you. And I told her, I was describing this man and what he was sharing with her this personal message and she started crying she says i know exactly you're talking about that's my grandpa blah 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 and and so from that time on my confidence just grew because things were being validated for me right and so from that luncheon with that spirit jumping up on her table we're kind of spreading our community in ohio and from then that point on my life has never been the same because i was invited to rings in a local uh, metaphysical store uh, you know, and I started going to convention circuits and then Nick had his own thing going on and we've been on some TV shows here and there. And so it's just, I don't know, I'm just a weird person. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it. So it all comes around. Yeah. Eventually. For real. yeah it, it really does. It's like, you know, I I've been doing this for a gazillion years and it feels like, and I remember doing my first TV show and it was for a haunting, uh, what was it? A haunting. A haunting? Yeah. Uh, and I, it was uh, season nine and it was um, Buried Secrets. Um, I was stoked. I was happy. I was like, oh, great opportunity. Went on doing what I, I do. And then years and years and years passed by. And all of a sudden I end up landing on a show called The Legion of Exorcist. And I'm wow. like, wow. Uh, how this happened? Because I wasn't <laughs> expecting it. I didn't see it happen. Um, but I was at that time <clears throat> very ill. Yeah. Uh, I still went through with it. Uh, have no regrets. Or as they say in the Snickers commercial, no regrets. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, uh, it, it's, it's as far as I'm concerned, uh, a, a learning experience. There's only six right. episodes. I'm waiting for all of them to air so that we can talk about them freely. But well, congratulations, Rich. Thank I had you. no idea. That's yeah, Bishop, wonderful. Bishop James Long is on there with me. Um, oh, my God. I haven't seen him in ages. Yeah, I think as long as it's been that you and I have seen each other. Because, yes. Yeah. Yes. It's been that long. 
so we we've actually enjoyed it. It's on Travel Channel. It's Thursdays, ten o'clock Eastern Standard. So I guess it would be what nine o'clock your time. Yeah, yeah. And uh, but you know those are things that just happen, and they right. happen for a reason. You know, I went through a cycle there where I was just known to be a demonologist and a paranormal investigator. I was with the paranormal clergy, still am. I actually own it now. But getting back to you, now it kind of feels like you're going around and, and you're coming back around to um, what you were doing. That's so funny you're describing it that way because I was just on another radio show last night, okay? Mm -hmm. And uh, it was a, a friend of mine who's a very gifted psychic. And she did a card reading for me. And, and the reading of the cards was, you're going through a rebirth um, in your career. I'm like, what? And, she's, and, I, and she was describing all this stuff. And I said, yeah, I, have, I am working on that. And I said, I'm trying to figure out how I can use my gifts to help more people in a, in a larger venue. But so, instead right. of just doing like individual readings, which I do occasionally, I want to uplift others in a more mass media type thing. So I said, I just started writing my book and she's like, Oh, that's what this card's reflecting. You know, I'm, I'm going through a bit of a transition type of thing where I want to uplift others through my writing and through, you know, these events we do here locally type of thing. And it just makes me feel good to help others. And I've always dreamt of being a writer. So you know, you might be honest something there, Rich. I'm going through a bit of a transition. It's it's evolving. It yes. is what it is. Yes. Vicky being also a psychic medium um, herself, uh, I think she would have a few questions to ask, you know, a fellow psychic medium as well. Right. Go ahead, Vicky. Take over. Hit me with it, sister. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, you talk about when you were younger and you felt different and we... Um, you know, I was born in 66. I didn't realize I had anything until 2013. Um, I'm, I, can thing. <laughs> I can relate to you because, again, you and I were born two years apart, okay? So we, we had nothing to refer ourselves to. We had nothing to compare ourselves to. So as a child, I thought everyone communicated with the dead. I thought everyone had dreams of their dead ones coming to them and seeing them, you know, sitting in their bedroom, for example, on your bed, having a chat with you. And it wasn't until I went to school and started sharing stories with people like, oh, no, I'm a very strange child. So I, <laughs> I relate. Yeah. So um, what what would you I know a lot of people reach out to me in particular when it comes to when they're growing up, they were given different labels such mm -hmm. as oh you were just a crybaby when it actually oh, yes. you were an empath and oh you're just you have a, a imagination you're just making things up when they were actually seeing things yep. what advice would you give to a parent who has a child who mentions these things and shows these behaviors how what would you say to them to help them instead of kind of thwart their ability. Well, I'm going to speak from experience. So, when I was when, I, when my children were little, they would share some things that happened to them, and this was not. I'm going to make myself pretty vulnerable here. I was not always the most sympathetic mother because I did not want them to go through what I went through. So at first, I was like, "Oh, it's fine. Don't worry about it. There's nothing there. Whatever." And then I just 
I kind of flipped a switch in my own mind. I said, no, they're suffering the same way I did. I need to help them and empower them. So I would tell any parent out there, if your child's telling you, hey, um, there's an older lady who sits by my bed at night. She kind of scares me. She says she knows you, mom, or whatever. Instead of saying, oh, you're just dreaming or you're doing this for attention, I would encourage that child to talk about it. You know, talk about what they're going through. Talk about their experience. Even if they are just making up, even if it is just their imagination, any educator would tell you expanding a child's imagination is a good thing. Uh, allowing those creative forces to flow. But most children aren't as significant or is not as, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? As sophisticated enough to think to make up these kind of wild stories. You know what I mean? They're innocent. They're just coming to their parents as, hey, I'm a little concerned or I'm a little scared, mommy. There's something happening. Instead of saying there's no, no, it can't be something. You should encourage that and talk to your child about that and give them some tools to make them feel empowered and let them know they are actually in control of the spirits, not the spirits are in control of them. Yeah, I, I was guilty of the same thing one time. My kids, <laughs> yes. They decided to go upstairs. They wanted to change their room to the upstairs and they went to sleep. And my daughter came down. She was maybe six at the time. And she says, I woke up and something t- pulled the blanket and it had red eyes. And I'm like, no, it didn't. You were just dreaming. Yep, yep. And so I kind of just, I yep. said, oh, that was a really wrong thing to say. But yes. got older. Yes. And yes. she decided to move back up in that room. And mm-hmm. I didn't say anything to her. She had forgotten her experiences. Mm-hmm. And so at this point, she's like a teenager. She's 16. And I said, well, you know, before we make this room up, we're going to go ahead and make sure you want to sleep up there. So you go ahead <laughs> and stay up there. While she comes stomping down to my room at 12 o'clock at night with her hands on her hips and say, why didn't you tell me that the upstairs was haunted? <laughs> and I started laughing. And I said, well, you know. I didn't want you to have anything in your mind. You know, you had an experience when you were younger and I did the wrong thing and I didn't encourage you to tell me the story. And I said, so what are you going to do? And she goes, I don't know. What what should I do? I said, do you want the room? And she said, yeah. I said, go and claim your room. Right. Right. And she claimed her space and, and she, you know, took over, but I did the wrong thing. Oh, I'm with you. I, that was my, I think many of us make mistakes raising kids, you know, I mean, you're, we all have come from different realities, but for us, um, it scares us to think our kids might go through what we went through. Right. So immediately like, no, 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 this can't happen. Nope, 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 nope. And that's my response was almost exactly as yours. So I understand that. And as parents, we also have to forgive ourselves for our mistakes. Um, but since that time, you know, my kids are very open. We talk about our experiences and I've always encouraged them to share their their dreams or whatever is going on in their life. We have a pretty open conversation with our kids. So I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But when kids are scared, you have to give them the power to overcome their fears. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think that was a wonderful thing you said to your daughter. Well, do you want that room? Yes. Then go take it. Claim it. Make it yeah. yours. Yeah. And then after that, too, once she acknowledged what she was seeing, you know, she has the gift as well. Right. And, and I actually one of the things that I do is I read pictures. That's that's my go to. Right. And she has inherited that ability and I encourage it and I have to practice. 
And because I think anybody that has a gift, and I'm sure you would agree with me, it needs to be re-gifted. You need to use it because you have it for a reason. And if you I don't agree, it, it's like it's like somebody just gave you a Christmas present. And you didn't even bother to open it. Yes. You know? <laughs> that, that's a good analogy. I like that. Um, well, you know, God gave us these gifts for a reason. Right. So I don't think he gave us or a higher power or the universe, whatever you want to refer to. But it was given to us for a reason. And the reason I feel is for us to share it with the world um, to open up others, people's minds to realize that there's a lot more to life than what you think. There's a lot of wonderful, beautiful, divine beings out there who are here to help us. And I think once we start sharing this knowledge with the world, it kind of gives people a pause at the very least and think, wow, hmm, maybe, uh, maybe I shouldn't worry so much about buying the next trendy car or the next designer purse. Maybe I should invest my time a little bit differently. So, One thing I've discovered over the years, my gift, uh, being empathic. Yes. Um, and uh, I, I started suffering through panic attacks. Oh, and yeah. And I, I was wondering, where is this coming from? Why am I crying? Why am I in fear? What's going on? There's no reason, no logical reason that I could possibly um, attach this to. And someone uh, th that was very gifted in, in their psychic gifts and whatnot, and they said, look, usually the first gift to show up is being empathic. Yes. And then that leads to other things yes. if you want it to. But if you do not release, because he said, think of yourself as a sponge, as an empath, and you are out in the world and you're absorbing all the negative energy the good energy, sad, depression, everything, and you have no way of releasing it. You don't even know you're absorbing this. And right. all of a sudden, what your body automatically does is it goes into panic mode to yes. release. Yes. And I was like, I never thought of it that way, but mm -hmm. how can I avoid this? Because this, this is wreaking havoc in my life. And it, he basically said, learn to meditate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Find a place that is quiet, find a place that is calming for you and release. I happen to be a water sign, so I'm always calm around waters, mm -hmm. uh, you know, be it ocean, streams, whatever. And I always find a place to just plop my butt down, <laughs> sit there and just imagine white light coming through and right. releasing all the black negative out my mouth. So I breathe in white, I breathe out black and it works. It works for yes. me. And it's yes. something that ha it's like maintenance. You have to maintain. You can't be eating the, you know, the same foods all the time. Eventually, you know, if you eat Twinkies all the time, you're, you're going to end up being 400, 500 pounds and suffering right. from, you know, heart failure. Heart, right. Correct. Do you, do you feel the same way when it comes to all these gifts? And I, I may have answered Jennifer Bailey right here in chat. Uh oh, I might be empathic. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, yes, I mean, this is something I'd like to know your views and how you, I'm sure being empathic, release and can give advice for people like that. Oh, well, we I have lots of advice for that. Um, I also suffer from panic attacks where I used to as a child um, and in my teens and my 20s. And then 
I finally started to figure out why I was panicking. For once, for one thing, I don't like being in crowds, and I'm sure both of you people, both of you can relate to this. Being in crowds, I have to really uh, armor up, so to speak. Yeah, and I have to like. Someone told me this once, and this really resonated with me. Observe, but do not absorb. Observe, but do not absorb. So when I'm out in crowds or there's lots of sound, like I can't, I don't like lots of loud music or lots of loud sounds around me or like people talking over each other. That drives Mm -hmm. me cuckoo. Uh, I just have to observe this behavior, but I can't internalize it. Do you know, does that make sense? Yeah. So um, being empathic as both of you are and I am as well, when you walk in a room, for example, and there can be no one in there. And immediately get hit with like depression and anger, and you know, hey, I was having a great day. Where's this energy coming from? You start to recognize that it's not you. This is someone else's energy that's affecting you. Right. And you have to, in my mind, I physically am pushing that energy away, physically pushing it away, and claiming my own space because, you know, we get busy with our everyday lives. We don't always mm-hmm. remember like to armor up. And it just affects us. Like you said, like if you all you use Twinkies, you're going to blow up. Well, mm-hmm. like you have to change the oil in your car. You have to maintain your own personal space, your own cleansing rituals. And over the years, I've found some rituals that really work well for me. I don't know if they work for everyone, but I've shared it with people. And everyone I've shared with said, oh, that feels so much better. And one of them is simply taking a sea salt bath. Mm. Um, okay, or, I've heard that before. Oh my gosh, it's amazing. Take a sea salt bath or a sea salt shower. People like, how do you take a sea salt shower? Well, take your washcloth and dump your sea salt in the middle of the washcloth and you know, pick it up like a little baggie okay. and hold it over your head. Let the water hit the salt that's in your washcloth and let it, you know, come down over your body. Don't open your eyes. No, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. It will burn. And you're not evil, it's just assault. Um, but that's something I do like once a week. It's just a it's just for me, it's ritualistic. It's like uh, just washing away the toxins I've picked up from other people's energy and the environment. And also, you know, we're humans, right? So we're mm-hmm. driving in traffic, someone cuts us off. I might not be the coolest, most chill psychic at that moment. I might be like, Hey, F you, buddy. (laughs) So when that happens, you know, we're creating our own negative energy. So just taking a sea salt bath or shower once a week just kind of releases that. I also have sea salt soap um, I use every day. Just kind of, for me, I just visualize gunk washing down the drain off of me. And it makes me feel better. Whether there's any scientific backing to this or not, I don't care. It works for me. Oh, actually, it does work. Salt yeah. is actually very um, helpful to to cleanse the skin yes. of any impurities. So uh, yes, uh, it does have some. Um, I, I I agree one hundred percent. And and Vicky, what do you do to you know? I really don't do much to be honest. Um, the first thing I have to do is I have to recognize whether uh, what I'm feeling if there's other people around. Right. Coming, it's me having a bad day or I'm picking up somebody else. And what I've advised clients, this is how I do it. I close my eyes 
And when I close my eyes, if it's coming from somebody else, my face will actually get warm. Interesting. And I know that it's coming at me rather than from inside me. And then once I realize whether it's me or if it's somebody else, then I mean, music, it sounds odd, but if I'm overwhelmed this, I go and crank up some music and that helps me release things. Knock wood. I happen to be extremely lucky when it comes to protection. Um, I had a great aunt who had ability and the family always talked about great aunt Rosie and all those things. And I went and had a reading one time and the person they described sounded just like great aunt Rosie. So I don't know if she's in charge of it all or whatever, but um, I, I would bet. It. Yes. I would say aunt Rosie is there. Yeah. And so I just, I, I, I'm, I don't know. I'm kind of basic with that kind of stuff. I just throw on some music, figure out if it's me and, go about my business. Well, that's, I, that's a wonderful suggestion. Just listening to music that calms you or takes you to a better mental place or, you know, raises your vibration, anything. We all have our own techniques and something that Bishop Long taught me, this was again, years ago, we were at a convention together. Um, I think it was dead winter and I had a really nasty attachment and Bishop Long had to perform a minor rite of exorcism on me. Um, and after that, after we did this, he said, you know, Deb, because you've got to remember your battery starts to run down because I see it. All these conventions I've ever attended with you, you give so much of your energy away. Your battery is just drained. And I never thought of it that way. I thought, huh, that's a good thing to remember because when you're doing readings, you're lifting your vibration, right? So you can tune in and that, that is draining. And if you do you know, reading after reading after reading after reading, you know, by the end of the day, you're like, uh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. you told me you have to remember recharge your battery. And he told me the same thing. Listen to music, you know, say a prayer, whatever you need to do to get yourself back in that space of feeling comfortable and safe and recharging yourself. So, Agreed 100%. How, how do you perceive a, a spirit from a human? I've heard of psychic mediums that say I, some, there's sometimes I can't tell whether they're living or passed on. Uh, they're yeah, they come across happened. so real. So that's happened to you. But mm -hmm. how do you usually actually see them? Usually I see them with my physical eyes as like shadows okay. or I see like a partial body like from chest up or once I saw just a floating head which was kind of disconcerting I'm like yikes yeah. um but usually it's like it's, it doesn't last a long time it's like a matter of seconds um when I've seen it for real doing readings usually the loved ones come and stand behind them they're never in front of their behind them or to the side mm -hmm. um and that's how I perceive them. but I you know Gettysburg when I used to, when we used to go to phenomenology Gettysburg was crazy because I would see soldiers at 3D just as alive as you oh, wow. or Vicky. Um, that was kind of disturbing too. So I, and I didn't realize they were dead, you know? So. That's I, one of the things I struggle with when I first see if I'm doing a reading or I'm looking at a picture, I struggle with not knowing right away if that person is living or deceased. Yes. And 
you know, it may sound like an excuse, but I finally figured out that part of it, eventually I will start using my verb tenses may go into past tense. You know, I won't even realize that I've gone into past tense, but I think it's because we are people, whether we're on this side or the other side or visiting, the only thing that we lose when we pass away is our body. Mm -hmm. So when I see someone, it doesn't matter to me which side they're on per se, because they're just their person. Right, right. And that's that's kind of the way I kind of figured out why I can't do I wish I could. I wish I could. Now, in the case of a missing persons, I will get a more definite feeling of whether they're still with us or they're not. Yes. I used to work on cold case files. Um, This was maybe seven years ago, and I had to stop. I don't know if you encountered this too, Vicki. This is before... Bishop Long gave me his advice about don't let your battery get drained. But uh, when I worked on cold case files, you know, usually those are not happy endings. And they just, I don't know if it's the empath in me or me as a mother, but they would be so devastating to me. It took me a long time to recover from working on those cases. And I would get so physically sick. My husband's like, you can't do that anymore. Um, and the last case I worked on was so disturbing. I just, I can't, I just couldn't do it again. You know, to think of a child missing and what that child went through, it just, it haunts me. Yeah. So kudos to you. If you, if you can handle that, I, I just couldn't do it. I, the, what part that frustrated me is the last one was, um, it wasn't a cold case. It was um, a husband who had murdered his wife locally And um, someone had approached me, asked for details. I identified the truck, the tarp that was in the truck. What frustrated me is I saw where the body was. Oh, yeah. I flipped which side of the street. So we have like a major highway, Mm I-95. And I saw like every detail of what was around her was accurate. But I thought it was on the west side of 95, Mm. and it was actually on the east side of 95. I was within two miles of where her body was. That's impressive. That's very impressive. But it's frustrating because I got the wrong side of the road. Oh, I hear you. But learn from it. Uh, You know, next time, think of it as a mirror. You you know, you're, you're looking at it, but through a mirror effect. And sometimes that happens, though. Sometimes mine are mirror images during readings. It's Mm -hmm. mirror. And sometimes it's actual, you know, sides the way they're supposed to be. I don't know. But as I tell everybody in a reading, take what I say with a grain of salt. I don't pretend like I know everything. Well, we don't. We're human, right? We're we're, we're getting this information. It's going through our own human filter. Mm -hmm. And then we're sharing it. So our own human filters, our own life experiences. And I'm sure it works for you the same way it works for me. You get symbols a lot. And some of the symbols, they're crazy. Like, this has no meaning to me, you know? One time I was doing reading, I told my husband this the other day, so I was doing reading for a a teenager. Well, she was a teenager, she's like 18 or 19, but I guess this qualifies as a teenager, but um, her father had passed and her father came forward and he showed me it looked like a unicorn, but it was like an elephant and it was purple and had polka dots on it. And I'm describing, she's like, that was my stuffed animal. He gave me right before he died. I'm like, I don't know. I'm just sure it's you. It's just, 
these weird things that come <laughs> through. Like, I don't know if you should share this with you or not, but it looks like a purple elephant slash unicorn thing. Yeah. So, you know, sometimes things just come in odd. Sometimes it's like, like for example, shape of a heart. Well, I'll describe the heart. And it has no meaning to them, but, oh, it's a symbol. Okay, got it. For love. Okay, got mm -hmm. it. So, Yeah, I learned a long time ago when I first started doing readings, I was more like trying to analyze the items that were being yes, shopping. Yes, yes. And then I finally got smart and say, okay, so there's a cactus in front of me. I don't know what that means, but there's a cactus. Yeah. And it became much easier. I remember this one spirit that came through. I felt bad because I thought this was like, oh my gosh, this description of this guy, it's like they're going to be insulted. But it was this guy with this button down shiny shirt, like he just came from Saturday Night Fever and he's got this big medallion on. And so I gave a lot of the details, but not the medallion because to be honest, it was kind of gaudy. So I couldn't <laughs> say it. So the guy, he takes off his medallion and literally puts it right in my face. And I'm like, wow. okay, he's wearing this big giant gold medallion. And that was the thing that sealed the deal. She's like, right. oh, that's uncle such and such. Oh my God, he always wore that. So I learned to not worry about- Right, like, not discriminate. Someone, you right. know, just say what they just showed you. Yeah, you have to just like get it out. Even though it doesn't make sense to us and our human filter, just get out because it has not meaning to us. We're just the, the telephone receiver, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And we're just sharing what, the sounds or visions or whatever coming through, we're sharing it with the client. So I hear you, sister. I'll, I'll tell you guys a funny story real quick. Um, when I first came out of my psychic closet, my husband is very, very logic oriented. He's an engineer, okay? Had a really difficult time grasping this. And he said, he goes, if you can tell me what I used to get in trouble playing with when I was a child at my grandparents' house, I'll, I'll fully believe this. I'm like, all right. So I sat on my couch and did my little, mm, and I saw this box, this wooden box, and, was, and they opened it, and inside was a white pipe. It was like a white, off-white pipe, smoking pipe. And I described it as, he's like, no, nope. I'm like, huh, it's so weird, because as he's denying it, they're putting it closer and closer, like, in my face, and it's getting bigger. I'm like, I'm pretty sure this is it, but it's a white pipe. It's pretty clear. They're not letting this go. It's like, no, it, it's not a white pipe. I said, then what is it? He goes, well, it's an ivory pipe. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm like, uh... oh, come on, dude. Uh, you know, but his mind is so logic oriented and detail oriented because right. of his job. But since then, he's chilled out considerably. He's my buddy. He goes with me on all my walking tours and he gets it now because before he was always working 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 he never was able to participate in the conventions and stuff so he hadn't really seen me work but now he does like i got it so just a funny little story of you know not everyone understands what it is that we do including our spouses you know what's funny is that as of today's show the first hour i guess my symbol would be a nipple and food <laughs> Yep. So that's, that's going to be if, your if, new trademark. If you start reading ah. me and you see nipple and food, I don't really want to know what that symbolizes means to you, Rich. I it means nothing to me, but okay. Jamie decided to say you've said nipple like a gazillion times. I'm like, okay, well, 
Uh, since we're on the subject matter, why is it that male dogs have six nipples? <laughs> they have I no use know. for it. Okay, so <laughs> that's um, an excellent question. <laughs> exactly, uh, the things you know that make you go, hmm, and yeah. that's one of them. Uh, so hmm. my my yeah, made see it worked. It made you go, hmm. <laughs> now I'm gonna think. I'll wake up at three a.m. and start wondering why dogs have six nipples. Yeah, you'll be like, thanks, Rich. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, are there any plans in the future? For you to start, you know, joining in when it comes to, you know, uh, appearances at conventions or anything other than what you've been doing, like what you said four times a um, year, which is a ghost tour. Yeah. Um, actually, I'm in the process of getting ready to sign a contract for a convention. So okay. once that happens, I'll announce it on Facebook and my website. So I'm just slowly starting to ramp up because. After COVID, things obviously shut down. And it's just I'm just slowly warming back up to all that. So yeah, yeah. my husband and I are really just chilling, enjoying our life here in Tennessee. And like I said, we love our distilleries, and now we have our own, <laughs> you know, little kit, so we can make his own stuff. You can sell it when you go out on <laughs> on the road, you know. Um. But- I don't want to be in trouble with the law. I don't want to be like. <laughs> Actually, down believe some- it or not, I think the last time that we were in uh, in Mid South, there was someone selling moonshine. Chris Deadman, probably. Yeah, and, and you know what's funny? He had he had apple pie moon, yes. uh, 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 moonshine. He had peach cobbler moonshine. I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? His moonshine was the best. It was so good. <laughs> Yes, we love that moonshine. Oh, uh, let's see. Nathan Webster says male dogs have the same number as females because nipples develop early on in gestation. Okay, thank you, okay. Nathan. Uh, I still don't get it though. Uh, but <laughs> you know, why bother with the dude? Exactly. Why- you know, it's like if, if you know what, well, but whatever. They're they're animals, um, and I guess they're, they're it's different. I personally hope and pray that, you know, uh, unfortunately, I spoke to Keith Age, ironically, um, I believe, yesterday morning. And uh, I said, Keith, you got to bring Mid-South back, man. It's oh. not the same. It's not the same. He's like, no, nah, man, I'm, I'm done with Mid-South. I've hung that up. That hat's mm. been hung up and it's going to stay hung up. He's working on something else called Bourbon Spirits. Um, and which is a show, and I think it's going to premiere on YouTube if I'm not mistaken. But I begged him, and he's like, "No, nah, brother, can't do it. Not going to bring it back." But I'm, I'm, I'm already, you know, there. My docket's beginning to fill up little by little. Yep. You know, ever since the, the show's released, that you know, uh, I'm going to be on some conventions here and there, and I hope and pray. That you happen to be on the same one, so that we can hang out again. And I, I hope you bring that. Nick and his new wife so I can I meet, uh, meet that. her. That'd be awesome just to catch up, have the lunch. Um, so, what advice would you give to people that are just now beginning to realize they do have the psychic medium abilities and they really don't know how to hone their skill? Well, if they want to embrace it and develop it. My first suggestion is meditate. Meditation is a wonderful tool. It's grounding. Um, it's very grounding. And even if you 
even if you aren't gifted, so to speak, uh, it's a wonderful way to bring your health up, you know, because everything's related to stress. Meditation is a wonderful vacation for the mind. That's the best way for me to describe it. But if you're a gifted person and you want to hone your skills, you want to develop them further, meditation is perfect. And it doesn't have to, I've heard so many clients tell me like, I can't meditate, I don't have time to meditate, I can't sit still, my kids always bother me. Well, just take a 10-minute meditation. Even yeah. 10 minutes a day is wonderful. And you can just close your eyes, you can sit up, whatever you feel most comfortable, meditate. Because so much information comes to me when I meditate. And before any event I do, before any reading, I meditate the day of the event. Mm -hmm. And so much information comes through through simple meditation. I have my sketchbook and my pencil. I just write stuff down as it comes to me. But meditation would be the first thing I would suggest them. And I also would suggest protection techniques. Because when I first came out of the psychic closet, again, and Bishop Long can attest to this, I was like, yay, everything in my life is making sense. I'm being validated. I was kind of like balls out kind of girl, like, let's do it. Let's investigate. Go, go, go. And because of that, I've had some pretty negative experiences in the paranormal because I was not protecting myself. Right. So I would strongly suggest protection techniques. So if you're a religious person, uh, if you want to wear a religious symbol, whatever you identify with, but you have to have some form of protection before you jump into ghost hunting or communicating with the dead. Because just like when you walk on the street and start a conversation with random strangers, you don't know who that random stranger is that's coming up and talking to you. So you want to have some type of protection. One of the things um, that I've, I've noticed, and it's something I've, I've been very fickle about over the years, um, oftentimes people during investigations and i just i just sit back and go because i'm sure you've come across this i'm sure you have as well vicky in where during an evp session they'll say how did you die <laughs> are you still in pain yeah um, yeah do you still have that knife in your back or I'm like, what if they don't even know they're dead? Right. Most and of the I, times they don't. So. Exactly. And I, I, I came across a case long ago. It happened to be with, with uh, uh, the, the team that Vicky and I were both members of at one time. And uh, the question would always come out, how did you die? And then I'd, I, I started, you know, I started realizing the client would call us back or email us and say, ever since you guys left activities ramped up mm. and I don't know why. And I started realizing the questions, the line of questions that were being asked was shocking them. Right. And, and, and they, they were reacting. I'm like, I'm dead. What the, right. what do I do now? And then and of right. course they start, you know, like moving things and, right. you know, throwing things. Do you feel that there should be another way that should be taught to these paranormal investigators out there when it comes to the line of questioning and EVPs? I don't even know if when we get started on that, because I'll probably make a lot of enemies. We already do. It doesn't uh, matter. <laughs> one thing that really bothers me is pro provo provoking them. Um, I don't believe in provocate. I don't believe you should provoke spirits when you're trying to get them to communicate by saying things like, 
prove to me that you're here. Bang oh. on this wall. Oh, don't get me started on that, girl. Or, you know, I don't believe you're really here. Shove me. Shove me. I'm a man. Shove me. I'm like, oh, for crying out loud. It's called um, respect. And, and well, that's, exactly. that's what you like if someone down. walked into your house and started doing that. Exactly, Rich. Right. So, I mean, imagine you're just chilling in your house, watching TV with your husband. And all of a sudden, five people come to your house. They've all this equipment on. They start screaming and yelling at you. And you're like, what the holy hell is going on? And they're telling you, prove to me you're here. And like, get out. I would react. Like, get the hell out of my house. And I'd be throwing things down, too. Mm-hmm. So it's different versus someone gently knocking your door and saying, excuse me, we'd like to talk to you. We'd like to hear your story. Or can you share your life? Well, of course, you'll be more responsive to that then yeah. prove to me you're here bang on this wall yeah. so we, we have a question uh someone's asking can we ask deb any uh psychic questions yes by all means yeah have that and uh jennifer bailey said will the saint michael prayer work for protection i am not poking the paranormal currently only uh only learning um, i i I've used St. Michael's, I've used St. Michael's prayer, um, multiple times against whatever you identify with, whatever you feel comfortable with. Um, I've used St. Michael's prayer. I've used the Lord's prayer. I've evoked my ancestors to come and be around me for protection. Um, I just kind of fly by the seat of my pants in these situations, whatever I feel in the the moment will protect me most. But St. Michael's prayer is a wonderful prayer of protection. Yes, I would strongly encourage her to use that. Uh, the Deb have unwanted spirits, spirit guests in her home before she got a handle on her gift from Nathan yes. Webster. Yes, 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 and yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> and I'll share a funny story. At my last uh, event in Franklin, it was at a battlefield. Uh, it was a Civil War battlefield. And Nick was with me, my husband's with me, because I don't drive at night anymore because I don't see well. And so my husband's driving, Nick's in the back seat, I'm in the passenger seat, and, and my husband's like, Now, is there anything, is there anyone in the car with us in his follow us home? I'm like, Well, hold on a second. And I go, Oh, yeah, there is a, a young soldier here. And he goes, Well, get him out, get him out. <laughs> I started laughing. He's like, I'll, we'll tur- I'll turn around, drop him off at the gas station back at Franklin. I said, Honey, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> but um yeah you know spirits follow us wherever we are but as far as the really bad stuff no i always protect myself from that from now on but yes we have invited guests in our home but most of the time they're just you know my mom and dad and my brother uh, they're curious. All passed. yeah okay. they're just checking in on us or walk around the house so yesterday i was working on my book and i was writing about a, a time in my life that was sad writing about my girl who's passing and Last night, I heard this loud bang in the middle of the night. I'm like, what is that? And my husband wasn't here. He's on set with Nick in Kentucky. And I get up at 2 a.m., like, walk around, like, what fell? Because there's this huge bang, and nothing fell. So I'm like, all right. So, you know, it's just people just stopping in and saying hey. But I haven't had any negative attachments in over a decade, and I'm very happy for that because I've learned how to protect myself. You but yeah, I always let people cruise in on my home. You have a question, by the way, and I think you'd you'd have to actually, you know, work with with this one. Um, uh, Deb, do you see a romance for me, please, uh, by Anne Eva? Anne Eva, Anne Eva. 
Well, I think she's trying too hard. Okay. Um, you know, when you chase something, like men are like puppies. If you chase a puppy, it's going to run away. Mm-hmm. If you're kind and scratch behind the ear and give it treats, it's your buddy forever. So for whatever reason, that just pops in my head. So I just feel like she might be trying a little bit too hard. Just pull back from searching and let someone come to you. Because I feel like she's a giver and has given too much of her time and energy away to, to gentlemen. Okay. There you go, Annie. Oh, do I get to ask a question, please? Please, please, please. please. Sure, oh, of course. Yeah. I'll ask the exact same question. Do you see any kind of love or anything coming to me? I'm, I'll be 57 in August. So the clock is ticking. Hey, I didn't ask you, Rich. Back off. <laughs> what are you shaking your head, Rich? <laughs> are you gonna play plead the fifth? Yeah, that. <laughs> um, I think it might be a while. It, this is not a negative negative feeling. I just feel like it might be a while, and you should focus on yourself more. Take care of yourself more and your own needs and. It, it, it might be a while. Sorry. Well, no, I was told it was never going to happen by another psychic. So I, I feel it'll be a while. <laughs> I mean, I, I'll take a while as opposed to never. No, I don't. I would never say never. No, never, never say never. I just feel like it'll take a while because it has to be a pretty unique person. Um, That's true. You know, that because <laughs> if, I met, if, if I hadn't met my husband when I did in college, I, I joke about it now with him like, I would absolutely 110% be the weird old lady who has a cabin out in the woods with three dogs, a goat, you know, <laughs> growing, her own ver- growing her own herbs and stuff like that, because I'm not really a people person, believe it or not. And um, it takes a really significant person to, a person with a lot of understanding <laughs> to handle our weirdness, so to speak. Like, you know, people just pop in the night, like last night, 2 a.m., bam. Um, that's kind of something, a day in the life scenario for us. So I think in your case, it'll be a while. I, I'm hearing the number six. I don't know if it's six years, six months, six weeks. But don't give up. I just love up. the fact that you do exactly what I do. You get a number. And I always tell people, I'm just getting the number. I don't know if right. it's days, months, right, right, weeks, right. years. Oh, uh, I just By the way, Rich, we just <laughs> yes, but I. She's say very never- easy to bond with. That's why as oh. soon, the first time I met uh, Deb, I, I I just automatically felt like a motherly, caring. Not the fact Thank that she you. only that she uses mama, and and to describe herself, but she she has this caring, and mom type vibe. Yeah, exactly. That where you you feel like the moment you meet her, you feel like a hug. You know. I appreciate that, Rich. I, I, I really, that's the energy I want to put out there. And, you know, I love my kids a lot and I treasure them. And being a mother is probably the most important job I've ever had. So to me, I want to mom the world, so to speak. So um, when we met, the reason I got the name Parrot Mama was everyone would hear my son at these conventions call me mom, mom, mom. Like, that's your mom? Oh, your mother and son? Yeah. Oh, well, hey, mom. Like, it's a joke. Hey, mom. Then people start calling me mama. Hey, mom, mom. So the Nick goes, mom. She just calls herself paramama. So that's how that whole 
thing came about. But funny enough, in college, I was producing a short movie in college. And the, my teacher goes, you know what? You, you're such a mom. She goes, I think I'll make you the producer because you always take charge and you lead everyone. So you'll be the mom. So that was, I was 20. I'm like, all right. <laughs> so I think it's that tough. mom vibe has been with me my whole life. Well, we've unfortunately reached the end of the show, but I'd like to give you an opportunity for, uh, to let people know how they can get in contact with you if they want a reading or anything like that. Well, um, first of all, I would encourage them to check out Franklin Walking Tours in Franklin, Tennessee. It's just Franklin Walking Tours. That's the only place you'll be able to see me live as of right now. Um, so if you want to read with me, it has to be through Franklin Walking Tours. My website is real simple. It's just deblantz.com. Okay, real quick before I let you go, Deb, yes, it's this is for man, Eva, again. Yes, it's true. Do you mean it's not the right man where I give lots of energy, question mark? Could you please clarify? So she's asking and that you clarify. I, you know, I'm very, very honest with people. Um, I just feel, I don't know if she's with them right now or she's not with someone, but I feel like it's more in her life. She's always been the giver. And I think she needs to give to herself a little bit more. Okay. So in other words, pull back all that energy that you give wanting something yes. so much or a person yes. or a man and you know give to yourself and exactly she you have to love yourself first before you can be in any kind of relationship agreed any kind of healthy relationship let me quantify that and to piggyback on that i think she goes from zero to 60 a little too quickly well that would be what i'm saying like don't be chasing a puppy they'll just yeah. let them come to you but she's like the one date person and you're already looking at wedding dresses. No, God, no, 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 no. Well, Deb, thank you very, very much for being on the show. It was a blast. I always love seeing you. It's been a minute, but I promise you it will not be a minute again. No, no, no. Yeah, definitely. We're going to keep in touch and please give my best to your husband, your daughter and Nick. Most of all, congratulations from uncle rich I and home. yeah definitely very proud of him so thank you for being on the show thank Take you for care. having me it's better for me too vicky bye thank you bye and that pretty much brings our show to an end and um we've gone way over so uh what i'm gonna do is end the show real quick tomorrow um you know i'm going into the doctor uh, finally, and going to get checked. Uh, please uh, keep me in your prayers and uh, good vibes, good juju sent my way so I can figure out what the heck is going on with me. Uh, but next week we will have another discussion, something to bring up. We don't know. Surprise, surprise. We'll bring it up. And by all means, as I always state, and before I finish, you have a chance, Vicky. Say, speak now or forever. Hold your peace. Just if you're having activity in your home and you live in the South Florida area, you can send me an email at nancy38drew at aol.com. You can also visit my team's website at point, P-O-I-N-T, paranormal.com. And if you want to schedule a reading, you can also reach me at nancy38drew at aol, yes, aol.com. 
AOL still around. Anyways, so live life. Don't let life live you. And peace be still. See you all next week.